You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Firestone Destination AT2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. Oh boy, oh boy, here we go, Straight Fire. Fire podcast. I am Jason McIntyre. I don't know where to begin. I am picking myself up off the ground after that demoralizing, embarrassing Lakers defeat at the hands of Damian Lillard. Dame time! First of all, let's just get started. How good of a day of basketball was that? I mean, just phenomenal start to finish. You get the Bucks gagging in their first playoff game, getting their pants pulled down by the Orlando Magic. The first time that the two number one seeds, Bucks and Lakers, both lost in their first game of the playoffs since 2003. And someone just sent me a funny text message saying, the Lakers have now gone 3,015 days since their last playoff victory. I mean, that's just staggering. To, I, I can't even comprehend how long that's been for the Lakers. Um... You know, do I want to start with the Lakers' missed free throws? AD misses two. LeBron misses two. I mean, this was back-to-back in like a 40-second span. 
the Damian Lillard three-pointer, some really questionable Frank Vogel decisions. I guess I want to start here. I I have done some reading on The Art of War. I'm sure you guys have read that book. And there's a saying, sweat more in training, bleed less in war. And I've been reading all these stories about how the Lakers have not wanted to practice and, you know, they need time off. They've got to get their minds straight because the bubble's unique and it's more of a mental battle than it is a physical one. And I saw a team go out there against an eight seed that is, you know, really a four seed masquerading as an eight. And they, the Lakers shot five of 32. That's 15% on three-pointers. They made five three-pointers. Damian Lillard himself made six. It felt like they all came in the fourth quarter, but they did not. Damian Lillard was pretty phenomenal. I thought, and Rob G., you can disagree with me, I thought Caruso did a pretty damn good job against him for three quarters. Now, Doug Gottlieb pointed out something pretty interesting. He said with about five minutes left, he stopped, the, he like tweeted out this video. Caruso, after a Lakers stop, tugged on his jersey toward Frank Vogel on the bench, which is basically universal for get me out of the game. And the Lakers, they don't call a timeout, of course. They go down the court. Danny Green, you know, lives in my neighborhood. See him around, walking his dogs all the time. Nice guy. He clangs a three. He was he was pretty bad. And Portland gets the rebound. Damian Lillard comes down the court. And Caruso is just a step, you know, a step closer to the hoop than he should have been on Damian Lillard. And boom, Lillard bangs a three. Tie game. And the Lakers never let again. Now, that was with five minutes left. Caruso was their best player, I thought, off the bench, plus 12 in 29 minutes. Morris offered some great minutes off the bench as well. He was plus 12 in 19 minutes. Uh, Rob G., I, I don't want to pin this on LeBron, who was pretty damn good. Uh, 23.17 rebounds, 15 assists. I'm sure by, you know, mid-morning on Wednesday, someone will dig up that's the first 2015-15 game by anyone in like 37 years or something. I mean, LeBron was pretty damn good. Anthony Davis, though, I have some questions. Um, I saw a stat that Anthony Davis was 2 for 15 out of the restricted area. A lot of layups and dunks. He missed all his three-pointers. And my big bugaboo with Anthony Davis. I'd be watching Laker games with other Laker fans, season ticket holders, buddies, and Anthony Davis has this penchant for fading away. And he likes to settle for the jumper. Man, you could do that in New Orleans and get away with it, AD. You can't do that in the playoffs and get away with it with the Lakers. I mean, I don't know. Rob G, I'll turn it over to you. I need to take a deep breath. and um, I don't want to go too all in. It's one game. But if you listen to Brian Windhorst yesterday, he made good points that there's no home court advantage here. It really hurts the Lakers. And I, I don't know. All right. What do you got, Rob? Well, first off, Danny Green needs to move. He's not welcome in Southern California anymore. And he's not allowed on the Odd Couple anymore, even though we've had him on a few times. Temporarily banned from the show on Fox Sports Radio. I mean, it was a, it was a bad game. And, and it, it was a lot of the same issues that they've had when they got to the bubble, they kind of reared their head again. They just couldn't hit open shots to save their life. JaVel McGee has oh, been a dumpster fire. I couldn't tell whether it was the fact that Frank Vogel insisted on playing centers the entire game or the fact that they couldn't hit an open jump shot on the outside or maybe both. But it seemed like LeBron and AD never got comfortable. Yeah. 
They never got those easy buckets that can just kind of get themselves going to open up the rest of their game. It looked like everything was very congested and everything was a, a struggle for them to score offensively. If the and they late, still almost yeah, won. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they, listen, they blew this game. I, I'm firmly believing when you lead by six in the fourth, uh, you blew it. Now, they weren't at home, so you can't say they blew it at home and they didn't lose home court advantage. But you're right about the bigs. When you play two bigs, that allows them to play Whiteside and Nurkic. And Whiteside was kind of a beast inside. I mean, the guy had five blocks in 26 minutes. He was plus 13. That was second on the team, plus minus uh, behind Damian Lillard. And if you just play one center, whether it's AD, Dwight, or JaVale, and you play Morris at the four, drag him out. Make Nurkic go to the perimeter. I agree 100%. Whiteside out there is bad news for the Lakers because JaVale and Dwight Howard, they don't block shots like Whiteside. I mean, I don't think it's back to the drawing board for the Lakers, but um, I'm I'm not going to say I wavered. I still think they can win the championship, uh, definitely. Obviously, they're going to they're gonna need to improve shooting. I don't know how that opens overnight, but I'm going to say, yeah, I'm not going to blame the role players. I'm not going to say Danny Green and KCP were 4 for 21 shooting. KCP, by the way, 0 for 9, 0 for 5 from 3. He scored one point in the game. He was an abject failure. Danny Green, 4 for 12. But you can't blame the role players, right, Rob? I, I mean, nobody's looking at the Bucks and saying, yeah, man, Pat Connaughton and, and Bledsoe didn't get it done and Middleton was invisible, although Middleton's an all-star. Ultimately, Anthony Davis, I think, is going to be the one who gets beat up a lot. And I'm going to say Anthony Davis absolutely has to play better. 8 for 24 shooting. 0 for 5 from 3. Missed 5 free throws. Anthony Davis, in his playoff debut for the Lakers, I'm going to go with, um, if I was grading him, I would say Anthony Davis was a D in, in his debut for the Lakers. I'd give him a D-. minus. I, I wasn't <laughs> impressed with the way he, no, he didn't play well. And a lot of it goes back to, like you were saying earlier, he was a little bit too finesse. And then once it seemed like his shot wasn't falling early, he decided, I'm just going to crash the front of the rim and see what happens. The problem with doing that is that McGee or Howard were in at the same time. So you saw three, four, seven-footers all within two feet of each other. So you can't just power your way through that, especially the guy with like Anthony Davis, who's more of a finesse big man anyways. But going back to the end of the game, as bad as Danny Green and KCP played, you saw they were taking more clutch shots late than LeBron James was. The fact that LeBron only took three shots in the last seven minutes and one of them was on an offensive rebound tipping, yeah. <laughs> that can't happen. Not in the city of Kobe Bryant. I'm going to try to get in LeBron's head, and he wants to get everyone involved and activated. He needs to unlock everyone else. Otherwise, he's just going to have to carry the team. Might he come out and go for 40 and 10 in game two? Now, I, I know he's an older guy. He's 35 years old. Uh, there's only one day between games. But, I mean, the Lakers need LeBron. Like, Anthony Davis, I don't know if he's built to carry them in the postseason. He did carry the uh, Pelicans to a series win over the Blazers, a sweep, in fact. And by the way, I'm probably going to get hammered for saying the Lakers were going to sweep the Blazers. And then, of course, the Lakers go out and lose game one. Not a good look for your boy. But... Compounding matters, I was 0-1 on my best bet, first whiff on the podcast. I had the bucks like an idiot. I even told myself, if you go listen to Tuesday's podcast, don't bet double-digit favorites. And the bucks were double-digit favorite and failed. Um, Let's quickly buzz through the other two games. Nobody really cares that the Rockets smothered OKC without Westbrook. They won by, you know, what, 15? It felt like 20, 25. Uh, James Harden, 37. Jeff Green, 
had a bet. I mean, Jeff Green, the Lakers could have used him. He had he did 22 points in the uh, Indiana Miami game developing situation. Victor Oladipo, who came into the bubble hurt, went down clutching a knee in the first quarter, only played nine minutes, and um, Indiana lost. I don't know where they're going to get scoring from. Feels like Miami is going to win that series. Jimmy Butler, aka Jimmy Buckets. If you want to say AKA future Laker, I would love to have Jimmy Butler on the I mean he's a dog. I know Rob G, that's your thing, future Laker. Uh any thoughts though on the Bucks losing? Who do you have more concern about, the Lakers or the Bucks? I mean, you'd have to naturally say the Lakers only because the Blazers are a much better team yeah. than the Magic. So by default, you'd be more concerned. I'm not concerned about either one of them. I'm still not wavering off the Lakers in five pick. I don't think that I saw anything from Portland that I wasn't expecting to see. The Bucks, though, what was interesting with them is that, just like the Lakers, all of the bad habits they built up in the play-in mm-hmm. games kind of materialized themselves again in game one. But here's something that just to calm all the nerves of everyone in Lakerland and Bucks country. This was the first time since 2003 that both number one seeds lose game one in the playoffs. It was the Spurs lost to the Suns that year. And the Pistons lost to the Magic. And what happened? They, they played each other in the finals. Mm. So relax, okay? It's one game. There's a reason why they play seven. All right. So listen, I, I'm not. I'm with you. I'm not panicking over the Lakers. There's no excuses. Anthony Davis needs to play better. I do believe Lakers will bounce back in game two and win. Uh, I'm not going to go with a guarantee, although um, they, better win. <laughs> they better win for the NBA's sake. I still think Lakers-Clippers. Listen, it's one game you never want to go overboard. Lakers will be fine. Bucks will be fine. Let's not panic. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> 
Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. I want to quickly jump into a story that I saw on Monday, and I had some interesting texts with Rob G., on this topic, I spoke to some people in the sports media industry about it, but it all started when I, uh, when you go back to the interview I did uh, Tuesday with Brian Winhorst from ESPN. You know, he talked about constantly trying to be ahead of the curve and how there really wasn't a ton of value anymore in news. It had become essentially commodified. And the real value is looking ahead and reading the tea leaves, if you will, to see what's next. And You know, I I saw that happening when I was back on The Big Lead, uh, the website I created way back in 2006. I saw it, you know, maybe three, four years ago. You could start to see that everybody was trying to just jump on breaking news, post it on a website, and quickly get those clicks. You get the Google fire hose pointed in your direction because you were first, you know, first in air quotes. Uh, It was really valuable. And, you know, when The Big Lead was getting sold from USA Today, I spoke to the company that was buying it. And I mentioned this to them, like, listen, the value of breaking news just isn't there anymore. Yeah, you know, maybe a huge piece of Tom Brady news you want to have up and react to it quickly. But by and large, there was not a lot of value in breaking news. And they disagreed with me significantly. And I said, okay, well, that's how I see it, guys. And they said, thank you for your service. And I moved on. You know, I was upset for three or four minutes. And then my wife quickly reminded me, well, At least you're not going to have to be tethered to a computer all the time. You don't have to be a slave to breaking news. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. And uh, it worked out the best for me. And it brings me to this story I saw Monday in The Athletic, why the NBA has a serious viewership problem it needs to fix. It was written by a fellow named Sherwood Strauss. And I had talked to Rob G. about this on Monday. I texted some people in the NBA ecosystem about this. And... Listen, obviously there was one big number in this story that jumps out, 
okay? And it was NBA viewership is down 45% from 2011-2012, which was the lockout season, if you remember the year LeBron won his first title with the Heat, his second year in Miami. And the numbers are pretty startling. When you look back at that season, 2011-2012, the average regular season games on ABC drew 5.4 million viewers. This season, the number was down to 2.9 million viewers. Okay, obviously that sounds significant, but I didn't think the author did a great job of providing context. And I don't want to sound like I'm in the tank for the NBA there. The league has many problems, which we'll get to shortly. But when you look at primetime TV ratings, for some context, 2011-2012 versus 2019-2020, just like the NBA, I did that. And you come up with... In the coveted 18 to 49 demo, which matters the most to advertisers because that demographic spends and, you know, we'll get into a little bit more of it shortly. But when you look at that coveted demographic, primetime TV in 2011-2012, there were 42 shows that registered a rating of three or better. That's roughly 4 million people watching. 42 shows. This is according to Deadline Hollywood. Fast forward to 2019-2020. Five shows get a 3.0 rating or better. So 42 to five. There is, bottom line, there's far less people watching primetime TV, i.e. NBA games, sitcoms on CBS, Fox, NBC, ABC. It's just, that's the reality. The NBA decline has been similar to that. Actually, not as bad as primetime TV. And I love, this is where I love to ask myself a question because I have a feeling you guys are listening and asking the same question. Well, Jason, look at baseball. Uh, Baseball, why isn't it down? It's kind of flat over the same course. Well, that's easy. Primetime TV runs September to, I believe, May. May are when the sweeps are, right? They they basically run the school season um, or the school calendar year, September to May. When is baseball? Oh, baseball's mostly on TV mid-June through August in the regular season. They're up against almost nothing. There's a reason baseball is flat. is because it's not up against anything. And also, remember, their audience is older than the NBA's audience. They're big in the 55 and up. So the NBA's big in the young audience. They're out of school in the summer and... You know, they're going to baseball games because that's what people do in the summer. So it's obvious why baseball isn't down. NBA, I don't think we need to get into that. You guys are smart enough. The NBA, I'm sorry, the NFL is king. We know that, okay? Only 16 games. There's urgency, right? You've got fantasy gambling. Football's in a great place. It's going to be in a great place for a while. But this piece in The Athletic seemed to focus heavily on the NBA and social justice issues. And, of course, China... And it seemed to frame the drop-in ratings around China and social issues. And I I thought that was a little bit off. And I want to ask you guys this. Are you not watching or paying paying attention to the NBA because of the social issues? And, you know, Black Lives Matter on the court and equality on the back of a jersey. Are you really saying, I'm done with the NBA? I'm not watching it at all. Because... I personally haven't heard anybody in real life tell me that, that I'm so turned off, I'm not watching any of the games. You basically, if you didn't watch the NBA before, you aren't watching it now. And that just adds to why you're not watching it. Now, 
Does Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich getting political constantly, is that driving you away? I mean, yeah, you're going to have jokers on Twitter say, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely not watching it because of Kerr and Popovich. Oh, really? Okay. Your handle isn't even a real name. Your picture's not you. Why would I believe anything you say? I'm sorry. I can't can't buy into the trolls on social media. In real life, do you know anybody bailing on the NBA because of this? I could find, folks, one person that I personally know, uh, whether you go through your friends on Facebook, from high school, college, current, I know one person. And he actually bailed on the NFL. And I don't think he's listening to this. It's my wife's stepdad. He is a Vietnam veteran. He was drafted into the Vietnam War at 18. And he was a huge NFL fan. And when the players started kneeling, I think it was three or four years ago, he bailed. And he stopped cold turkey. And that is a fact. And we didn't really talk too much about it. But he was just very unhappy with the players kneeling. And again, he's a Vietnam veteran Hey, I, I get that. I think he's slowly gotten back into the NFL. He's a big Giants fan, so we had plenty of Jets-Giants debates. But he's the only person I actually know who bailed on a sport because of, you know, the social issues. Now, I haven't talked to him about the NBA, but I will get to the bottom of that because I know you can't wait to hear it. So anyways, the two things I think the author really missed in this story, and maybe we'll get, you know, try to get him on the podcast down the road when... NBA playoffs starting to roll, start to roll in a little later in the postseason. But my number one issue is just who is the NBA audience? And number two, how poorly the best markets have done. So, you know, when your core audience is the NBA and it's like 18 to 49, right? The young audience, the urban demographic, their habits are going to change and quite rapidly. Okay, my kids really like the NBA. Are they sitting down devouring every game? No, of course not. They don't have time for that. They've got, they got to play Roblox and all these other games on their iPad. And then, you know, we got the streaming services. And, you know, I thought a comparison could be the current situation with malls. If you guys have noticed, malls are now ghost towns. And this was pre-COVID. They were becoming ghost towns. And nobody goes to malls anymore to shop. You do your shopping online. Your habits change over time. I remember when I was a kid, The mall was the congregation spot. Everybody would go to the mall to hang out, right? On Friday night, we would go. My parents would drop us off. We'd go to the mall. We'd maybe buy a CD. Uh, We'd try to hit on some girls. We'd get some pizza. And on Saturday, people go to the mall and shop. Like, that's what you did. But your habits change. I bought a suit online last year. I buy sneakers online. I don't go to malls anymore and buy clothes. That doesn't mean I don't buy clothes. I just do it in a different way. And I think it's similarly... NBA fans are just consuming the game differently. That's simply what's happening now. People don't have to watch every game. They'll stream them, okay? They will follow the highlights on Instagram and Twitter because, you know what? Young people, they're not making a ton of money, and maybe they can't afford cable, and they'll watch it on YouTube TV. And I don't know how the NBA can account for that. They can certainly track some of those numbers, but they're not going to be the same. And the big factor, of course, is the TV deals are incredibly lucrative. And if the TV deal drop, so do the salary cap numbers. And that's not good for the league. I don't really know how the NBA will handle that. That's something in the coming years they'll have to factor in. But the, just because the TV numbers are eroding, I don't think it means the NBA culture is struggling. I mean, when you look at social media, which... I don't know what that's worth, but it's certainly worth something. It's somewhere between something and nothing. Steph Curry has 30, I think 31 million followers on Instagram. 
I think that's more than the top 10 or maybe the top 15 baseball players combined. And I think it's more than the top five NFL players combined. That's just Steph Curry, who, by the way, has less than half of the Instagram followers LeBron does. Now, what does that mean? How do you quantify that? We're still figuring it out, you know? Social media is still in its infancy, okay? Instagram's been around 10 years, Twitter maybe like 12, Facebook probably like 15. These are still the early years. We're still trying to quantify that. And I think until we can, we can't say that the NBA audience is, they're losing their audience on TV. Nobody wants to watch it anymore. I just, I I think that's a parallel that kind of falls short. And, you know, when you're trying to figure out what, Instagram followers mean, I mean, think of it this way, like the young influential crowd, the 18 to 49, you can even go younger if you want. They're the ones telling their parents, hey, I got to go back to school shopping. I want to buy this brand because Steph Curry wears that, which is Under Armour. You know, the the kids want certain sneakers because Kyrie Irving has a cool sneaker. I mean, like, I don't know that that's how it should be. That's kind of how it is. Right? The popular college football teams. I remember Miami Hurricanes were popular. I'll never forget going to a mall back to school shopping. I think it was before like seventh grade. And I had to have this Miami Hurricanes, not the starter jacket, but the cool sweatshirt with the starter sign on it. And it was like, oh, Miami Hurricanes, they're really popular and cool and they're good. I need to wear that gear. Well, now it's the individual athletes or brands, especially in the NBA. Think about this LaMelo Ball. Hasn't played an NBA game. Hasn't been drafted. And I think he has more Instagram followers than any baseball player. Again, what does that mean? I don't know. But he's going to go into an organization in the NBA with an automatic fan base. Zion Williamson had one. You know, these guys are huge before they even get to the league. And you don't see that in college baseball players. You don't really see that in college football. That Not, not to the extent of basketball. you got high school basketball players with massive followings that you don't see at the high school level in football and baseball. So figuring out the audience is my first issue with this article in The Athletic. And number two is like, you know, when you really look deep at the ratings in sports, okay, again, we're removing NFL from the equation because markets don't really matter. But the markets matter greatly in baseball and basketball because the seasons are so long, okay? Think about it this way. You need the big markets and the biggest TV markets. I looked this up. Number one, obviously, New York. Number two is L.A., Number three is Chicago. Number four is Philly. Five is Fort Worth, Texas. Six is San Francisco. Those markets account for the bulk of the viewing audience, okay? Obviously, there are pockets in St. Louis and New Orleans. Those all matter, but the largest pockets are in those those five, five or six markets, okay? For baseball, guess how lucky the sport's been? In the 2010s, the New York Yankees had the best record of the American League. Guess who had the second best record? The Boston Red Sox. It kind of helps baseball when the two biggest markets in the AL are dominant. By the way, Texas Rangers, fifth best record. And in the National League, the best record in the 2010s, LA Dodgers, biggest market. Now, baseball has no salary cap, so it's a super unique situation in that, oh, will you look at that? The best teams in baseball spend the most money. Oh, look, baseball's thriving. Okay, we get it. Basketball has a salary cap. And oh, would you look at that. In the 2010s, just as NBA ratings are sagging, the New York Knicks stink. They were an atrocity for virtually the entire decade. Oh, look, the Lakers had the worst six-year run in the history of the franchise after Kobe left. 
It, well, it, it, the final years of Kobe and after he was gone. And then you have the Chicago Bulls. Uh, after, as soon as Derrick Rose kept getting hurt, the Bulls were terrible. So the biggest markets, New York, Lakers struggling. Clippers were a non-factor until this year. The Bulls stink. The 76ers have been eh, up and down. You look at the biggest markets in the NBA and they're, they're doing terrible. Why do you think the ratings are down? Now, this is where it gets super interesting and I'll wrap up on this. I know baseball was better for uh, regular season numbers, according to The Athletic, for the decade than basketball. But when you compare the finals versus the World Series, tell me what you get. Well, I've done the homework, and in the 2010s, the NBA Finals beat the World Series every year except for one year. And that was when the Chicago Cubs, major market team, hadn't won a World Series in forever. When they won the World Series, they beat the NBA. But that's the only year. So, Again, I went too deep probably on an article in The Athletic that maybe 18 of you read and 10 cared about, but I think it's a big topic. And again, big picture, as Brian Windhorst said, it's going to impact the salary cap down the road, and that's why this story matters. And I'm going to try to do this on the podcast, get you stuff that you may not care about, but I'm going to make you care about it, kind of the way your parents tell you, you got to eat your vegetables, you got to eat your veggies, and you're like, ah, no thanks. You got to eat the vegetables, folks. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my That's my game. game. Oh. <laughs> 
There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free hey doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your toyota dealer making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new toyota truck like a rugged half-ton tundra Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. All right, and to wrap up this episode of Straight Fire, by the way, remember, subscribe, rate, and review. That's always crucial to the podcast, growing the audience. Uh, We've seen already massive growth in just a week. Really uh, thrilled with the development of the podcast. Rob G., a great producer. Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio, giving it a big push. Obviously, the great guests help. So uh, give us a five-star review when you get a chance. And here is the best bet for Wednesday. I'm staying in the bubble. I have had people Instagram me uh, on the DMs. Hey, Jason, you got to look at this baseball. Uh, Some people have mentioned some Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm going to, when I hit a snag, I will uh, lean on you guys for support. But I'm going to the bubble, and I'm going back to the well, and I'm going to my guy. Michael Porter Jr. and the Denver Nuggets, favored by four against Utah. They took a good punch from the Jazz on Monday. I think the Denver bounces back and wins comfortably. I like them by four. I was looking at the Sixers, but that line has come down. Of course, Gordon Hayward now out four weeks. That's a big loss. Boston has really an, uh, a bench that just has never delivered in the playoffs, hasn't really played in the playoffs. Brad Wanamaker, uh, Grant Williams, Robert Williams. Are you kidding me? So I nearly took Philly. But uh, I'm a big Jason Tatum guy if you listen to uh, Tuesday's podcast. I am going to go with the Denver Nuggets, favor by four against Utah. Come on, Jokic, deliver. Jamal Murray, let's go. Thanks again for listening, guys. We will see you tomorrow. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's Pee Wee Championship game. 
a trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic. With an STP Extended Life Oil Filter for only $36.99. What do I do with my old oil? We can recycle your used oil for free. And do you have oil for my old work truck? You can find the right high mileage oil to help it go farther. Right here at AutoZone. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply.